Welcome to Build with Hari Rao, a podcast by Get Ready Ministry. Let's receive today's word. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Greetings to you in the most precious name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It brings me great joy to welcome you to our Saturday night's broadcast Build with Hari Rao. I I believe and I trust that you have been walking with the Lord and that you have prospered, grown in the last one week. I count it a great joy to meet you each week to bring the word of the Lord. I want to request you to consider sharing this broadcast with somebody because today I believe the word of the Lord is going to come in a very, very powerful way. I, I know that today some lives are going to be touched. Some lives are going to be transformed. And for many of you, there is going to be a change in trajectory. There's going to be a change in the way your life is going to go. Okay, are you ready for the word of the Lord? Man, today is going to be so, so precious, so, so important. Okay. Let us pray and we'll get right into the word today. Father, I want to thank you for the word that you have entrusted us, that you have entrusted me with. I pray that your word will come with clarity, will come with power, and will come with grace. I pray, Father, that your people will be ready for this word and that your word will minister to your people. Change lives. Touch your people. Change the course of their lives, O oh God. Thank you. Thank you for new beginnings. Thank you for fresh starts. Thank you for new chapters. Thank you for turning the page over and allowing your people to see a new chapter in their life. Thank you for your faithfulness in the last month. Thank you for allowing us to walk into September, Father. We give you glory and we give you honor. And all God's people said, Amen, Amen, Amen. I want to welcome you to this new month, I want to welcome you to the month of September. I want to welcome you to the month of September. This is going to be a different month. I don't know how August was for you, but I am convinced September, things are about to change. I want to read a verse for us. We have been studying the end times the Lord has allowed us over the last three weeks to come to you twice every week and teach about the end times. But by the special grace of God and by the special mercies of God, I have been instructed by the Lord to bring you a now word. I'm, I'm going to bring you a prophetic word for you today. So we will take a short break 
from our series on the end times to bring you the word of the Lord for September, for this season, for you. For that, I would like to read for you from the book of Exodus. From the book of Exodus, chapter 3. Actually, we will start reading from chapter 2, verse 24. Exodus, chapter 2, verse 24. And God heard their groaning, and God remembered his covenant with Abraham and with Isaac and with Jacob. God saw the people of Israel, and God knew. One more time. God heard their groaning, and God remembered his covenant with Abraham and with Isaac and with Jacob. God saw the people of Israel and God knew. It was last week I was um, listening to something and suddenly in the midst of me listening to that, I heard the Lord bear witness. I heard the Lord speak to me very clearly and he asked me to communicate to you. He asked me to let you know. He told me, tell my people, I have remembered them. He said very clearly, tell my people, tell God's people, I have remembered them. I will remember them. My precious, precious saints in Christ. Brothers and sisters of the Lord, sons and daughters, I want you to know this September, the Lord has remembered you. The Lord will remember you. You are not mistaken. You are not forgotten. God has not forgotten your prayers. God has not skipped your cries. God has not gone past your requests. This month of September, the Lord has remembered you. The courts of heaven have taken note of your cries. The courts of heaven have taken note of your request. The courts of God, the angels of the Lord, the Lord God Almighty himself has remembered you has heard your cries, has heard your prayers, and he is about to respond. He is about to do something. So I want you to know this. And I want you to remember this. Don't allow any situation. Don't allow any circumstance. Don't allow any demon. And let me also say this. Don't allow any family member to tell you that God doesn't care. That God has forgotten you. That God has not remembered you. Don't allow them. I want you to know as a prophet of God, I have been sent by the Lord to let you know that you have been remembered. You have been remembered. You have been remembered. 
and your case has come up before the Lord. Your petition has come up before the Lord. Somebody should clap your hands right now and give God glory wherever you are. Forget where you're standing. Forget who is surrounding you. Forget what it is happening to your life and just take 20 seconds and give the Lord praise. Give the Lord your greatest clap offering. Give the Lord your greatest shout because this is not a month to cry. This is not a month to weep. This is not a month to mourn. This is a month to celebrate. This is a month to give God glory. This is a month to rejoice. Yes, there were times where you cried. Yes, there were times when you groaned. Yes, there were times when your cry went up to the Lord and they were groans. But now the Lord has remembered you. Now the Lord has seen your case. So you must give God glory. Come on, somebody lift up your voice. I know you are not with me physically in this studio. You're not physically in this place, but the Lord sees your heart. But the Lord sees your claps. The Lord sees everything that you're going. Ay, 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 ay. My God, something. I, I, I'm telling you, I feel this. The Lord has remembered you. The Lord has remembered you. Thank you, Jesus. No more tears of bitterness. <laughs> no more tears of bitterness. No more tears of bitterness. Some of you have been waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and crying before the Lord. God, when is my turn? When will I see the breakthrough? When will I See what you have planned to do in my life. I come with an announcement. The season has come. The season has come. The season has come. The season has come. Just when I was praying for you a few minutes ago, I saw a woman, I saw a lady giving birth to a child and it coincidentally happens that this is September and it is the ninth month of the year. Ninth month is symbolic of new beginnings. Ninth month is symbolic of new births, of new beginnings and fresh starts. And this ninth month, in this month of new starts, I want to prophesy to you. The Lord has remembered. The Lord has remembered you. Ah, thank you, Jesus. We give glory to the Lord. We give glory to the Lord. You know, when I first heard the Lord and he said, tell my people, I have remembered them. I didn't understand. I must be honest with you. I must confess to you that I didn't understand because to remember a thing, it means you have forgotten. <laughs> to remember something, to bring to recollection, to remember something, 
it means you must have forgotten but god is not capable of forgetfulness he he's not a man to forget he's not a man to suffer from amnesia he does not suffer from lapses in memory it's not like god forgot you it's not like god forgot your cries it's not like god forgot your prayers it's not like god suddenly forgot that you don't exist and suddenly he's like he woke up one day and he's like oh 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 yes 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 there is there is hari uh we got to pray for him oh there is puja we got to uh, we got to answer no god god can't forget things it's not like god suffers from amnesia so i didn't understand this i was like god how can you forget things i mean how, why do you have to come how why do you have to remember certain things and that's when god opened my eyes to a truth god opened my eyes to a reality and i would like to present that with you when god remembers you it is not because he had forgotten you when god remembers you it's not because he had skipped you or you had slipped his mind or you were because there are so many people that are praying that god forgot to hear your prayers no it was not any of that my people it was not i can assure you it was not that when god says the word says the lord remembered them god remembering his people is an announcement of him doing something new when god remembers his people he is making an announcement he is announcing a new season for his people he is announcing the fulfillment of a promise he is announcing the intervention in his people's life he when he says the lord remembered you he is going back in time and re- and and recollecting some of the things that he has said ah uh, i don't know who i'm talking to right now he ha- he goes back in himself and he brings to the surface what he has said not because he is forgotten and he says it is time for me to fulfill what i have spoken it is time for me to bring to the surface for me to bring into reality for me to bring into time what i have spoken in eternity so when the lord says when the bible says that he remembered you or he remembers you or he remembers the covenant it is the time of fulfillment hear me clearly some of you are walking into your season of fulfillment you are stepping into what you were born for you are stepping into the very god given destiny this is a time this is a season of answered prayers and fulfillment of destinies i wish i wish i could hear your excitement i wish i could hear your shouts because i am preaching to you and i know we are just within the first few minutes of a but i am already in fourth gear something is shifting ah i'll give you a minute to celebrate that can i break this down for you can i take my time today and break this truth down to you 
You see, when it's very powerful what he said. He said, I have heard the groanings of my people. I have heard the cries of my people. And I remembered the covenant, the promise. I remembered the promise, the covenant I made with Abraham, with Isaac and Jacob. So when the children of Israel were praying, when they were crying out to God, God heard that cry and he was reminded of his commitment. He was reminded of his covenant with Abraham, of his covenant with Isaac and Jacob. God does not forget his promise. Let me say that one more time. God does not forget his promise. God does not forget his covenant. God does not forget his word. When the Lord speaks, heaven and earth will pass away, but his word remains. Which means if the Lord has given you a promise, if the Lord has given you a prophecy, if the Lord has given you a prophetic word, my beloved people, you can rest assured that this God that spoke to you will not forget it. You and I can forget it, but he will not forget it. <laughs> I remember one time I was with a, a dear pastor friend of mine. Um, if I take his name, you will all know, but I will not. <laughs> a dear pastor friend of mine, and uh, this was many, many years ago, many years ago. And uh, I went to his church to preach. And um, after the after preaching, um, we went to their house for a meal. And while we were sitting and talking, this particular pastor, he already had many children, right? He already had more than one child. But while I was having a meal with them, the Lord showed me that the Lord, that God would give them a child. God wants to give them another child. But they just laughed it off because they, they didn't want to have more children. They said, no, our kids are already grown up. We don't want to have any children now. We, we are we're good. We're happy. You know how, how we are. <laughs> so I said, no problem, Pastor. I just thought I should share with you what, uh, what, uh, what I felt the Lord was giving to me. I left the city, I, le I left, and we never revisited this, revisited this, uh, this topic. And we just moved on, life moved on, I moved on, uh, the pastor and his family moved on, we forgot. You know, it's one of those prophecies that we don't talk about. <laughs> seven years went by, seven years went by. And one day, the wife of the pastor finds out that she is pregnant. <laughs> Uh, in an, at an age that most people, most doctors will tell you it is not possible to have children. You're too old and to, you're too old. You can't have children now. <laughs> she was so petrified. And the pastor's mother, the pastor's ma mother told, I think it was the pastor's wife's mother, remember the prophetic word 
that I had given. And she walked up to the pastor and his wife and said, everybody forgot, but the one who gave the word, the one who promised, the one who spoke, did not forget his promise. For seven years, the word was working. The word was alive. Ah, my God, this God we this God you and I serve, this God that you and I serve, everybody will forget what he has spoken. Everybody can forget, but he will not forget what he has spoken for you and what he has spoken about you. He is a God who remembers. He is a God who remembers. But here's the thing. When this verse was speaking, when this word was, when, when God is telling, I remembered the covenant I made with Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. They were not even alive. <laughs> he, the, the three patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, some 400 years have passed since Jacob died. Roundly around that. 400 years have passed by. Abraham is dead and gone. Isaac is dead and gone. Jacob is dead and gone. Nobody to talk for Abraham. Nobody to talk for Isaac. Nobody to talk for Jacob. <laughs> but the ah God, but the one who spoke remembers it. The one who received the prophecy. The one who received the promise. The one who received the covenant. They are no longer alive. But the one who spoke it, the one who entered into the covenant, he himself is saying, I remember that. Ah, this God is too good. This God is too good. This God is too good. Let me take this opportunity to serve notice to you. I want you to know you're about to receive answers for prayers that you have yourself forgotten you prayed. Get ready to enter miracles. Get ready to enter testimonies. Get ready to receive answers for prayers that you prayed 10 years ago, that you prayed 5 years ago, that you prayed 6 years ago and you forgot about it. Maybe there's a prayer that your daddy prayed. Maybe there's a prayer that your grandfather prayed. Maybe there's a prayer that your great-great-grandfather prayed. Ah, they might have been dead and gone. You might have forgotten you prayed that prayer, but this God that you and I serve, this Jesus that you and I serve, he remembers it and he is about to answer those prayers. Somebody give God glory. Somebody give him a shout because you are about to enter a season of answered prayers. Prayers that you have forgotten. Prayers that you prayed and you forgot. <laughs> prayers that your mommy and daddy prayed and forgot. Prayers the, the pastor prayed at your child dedication. He forgot, you forgot, your dad and mom forgot. But the Lord who heard it remembers. This God is too much. This God is too much. This God is too much. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Now I'm seeing a vision while I was talking. I saw a baby dedication 
that was done in a Catholic church. So instead of a pastor, I'm seeing a father, a priest. <laughs> and and uh, uh, this is so beautiful. This is for somebody that is going to be watching me. They did the, I don't know what that is, some, I don't know, maybe child baptism, I don't know what that is. Some kind of dedication is happening. This is happening in a Catholic church. Sincere, God-fearing parents, okay? <laughs> oh my God, this is so precious. After the dedication, the dad and mom whisper a prayer and they have forgotten it. And as I am preaching to you now, I can see God remembering that prayer. I don't know who's watching me if that's from a Catholic background, but get ready for some divine interruptions. Get ready for some divine answers from the Lord. Ah, ah thank you, Lord. But let's go deeper. Let's, let's go a little deeper. Let's go a little deeper. When God wants to deal with a man, when God wants to work in a person's life, when God wants to do something in somebody's life, when God wants to partner, when God wants to enter into an agreement, when God wants to work in a person's life, he does so by giving them a word. His word is the greatest promise he can give you. He partners with people by entering a covenant with them. And he enters a covenant with them by giving them a word. There is nothing God can give you that is greater than his word. Yes. God starts a relationship with a man or a woman by giving them a word, by giving them a promise. Yes. Sometimes, uh, sometimes people say, oh, all I, have, I, all I hear from God is this word. All I hear from God are prophetic words. Uh, I have nothing to show but just his word. If you have his word, you have everything. If you have his promise, you have everything. If you have his promise, you have everything. Mm. Let me say that one more time. God doesn't give you the car. He gives you a word. God doesn't give you a house. He gives you a word. God doesn't give you a beautiful marriage. He gives you the word. God doesn't give you your destiny. He gives you a word. And the word that he gives you contains everything you need. The word, the word, the word, the God you and I serve is a God of words. He speaks words. He says things. <laughs> God, the, the God you and I serve is a God that speaks. So, what you really need from him are words. What you really need from him is him speaking into your life. What you need from the Lord is his word. So that's what God does. 
God speaks. He is a speaking God. Now one day I was having a conversation with him. And I said, God, I, I surveyed all these different gods we have in the world. All these different gods we have. All these different, uh, you know, uh, superheroes, whatever we want to call them. And they all have a weapon. They all have something, you know, they have a sword or they have a bow and arrow, they have a trident, you know, they have all, some have lightning and they all have different weapons. I said, God, why don't you have a weapon? <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's a silly question, you know, that's what happens when you get saved at 16. You ask Jesus silly questions. <laughs> I asked him, like, why don't you have a weapon, you know, like, I, why, why don't you carry a weapon, you know, maybe a sword or something like that. I loved what this Jesus said. He said, when somebody carries a weapon, what they are saying is that there is something outside of them that is more sharper and more powerful than themselves. So they need something outside of them that will be more effective than them. Hence, they need a weapon. But my son, there is nothing that is more dangerous, more powerful, more sharper than me. So I don't carry weapons, I speak. Because what comes out of me is good enough. What comes out of me is sharp enough. What comes out of me is powerful enough. What comes out of me is weaponized enough. I don't have to carry tools. I don't have to carry anything. I am the weapon. Ah. So our God doesn't carry weapons. He just speaks. <laughs> our God speaks. Our God speaks. Our God speaks. He speaks. He speaks. He speaks. <laughs> we thank Jesus. We thank God. We thank God. So what does he do? He speaks to his people. He speaks to a man. He speaks to a woman. He speaks to a child. And that's how he enters into a covenant. God works with people by giving them promises. He makes promises to people. He, he gives words. So he called a man called Abraham. He says, I would like to enter a partnership with you. I would like to make a covenant with you. I would like to enter into a treaty with you. And I'm going to promise to myself, because I can't promise on anything greater, because every time we say a promise, you know, if you guys remember, we make promises about, on others, we say, mommy promise, daddy promise, dog promise, all the from because whatever is precious to us, we make promises on that. <laughs> I don't know if you guys did all that growing up. Um, so when God makes a promise, he, there is nobody greater than himself. So he makes a promise to himself and he tells Abraham, in you, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. But he does this to a man and a woman who couldn't even have one child. I, I wish, I wish somebody is listening to me. He calls a man and a woman. He calls Abraham and Sarah who can't even produce a single child. They can't have one child. One, one. They can't have a single child. 
They are 75 years old. Abraham is at least 75 years old. Sarah is probably 60 years and above. And they can't conceive. They can't have a child. And God calls such a man and says, I will make you the father of many nations. I will make you the father of all nations. In you, the nations of the earth shall be blessed. Ah. <laughs> aye, 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 aye. What? Look at the audacity. Look at the audacity. Look at the audacity of this. God goes to a man that can't have a child. It's almost like mocking him, you know. It's almost like God, God is mocking him, making fun of his situation. It's like, it's like uh, God sees that he has no child and says, I'm going to make you a father of many. That's why even Sarah laughed. Because at another time, Abraham is, I think, 99 years old or 100 years old. And, and God comes to them and says, this time next year, you will have a child. And Sarah laughs because she was 90 years old. Ah, Can I, can I, can I introduce you to a, to a truth? This will help you. This will help you. This will help you. When God makes a promise to you, when God enters into a covenant with you, when God gives you words, the one that is receiving the promise is never qualified in the natural. The promise that God brings into your life will always look impossible. The prophecies that God gives you will always look impossible in the natural. The words that God speaks to you, you must sit down and wonder, is this even possible? Is this even possible? Is, 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 is God really talking to me about me? If, the, if, if, <laughs> if your vision looks possible, then it is probably not from God. If your vision, if the promise that God gave you looks so possible, looks so achievable, looks so normal, it's probably not from God. It's probably just your mind. Because when God speaks, he speaks the impossible. He speaks the unlimited. He goes to a barren couple and says, you shall be the father of nations. Ah. This God, when he makes a promise to you, it will look impossible. 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 Can't, you can't do it. You can't do it. It's not possible to do this. It's not possible to. How can we do this? How can we achieve this? How can we? Uh, if you are sitting and wondering, how can this be? Then, it, then there is a possibility you have heard God. Then there's a possibility that the promise you have heard, the promise you have received is indeed from the Lord. This God you and I serve is a God of impossibilities. So he made a promise to Abraham. He made a promise. He said, in you, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. And then he said this, this land that you see, this land, they were just a handful of people. 
there were just a handful of people. At his best, Abraham was 300 people strong. At his best, when he was alive, he was 300 people strong. And he looks at a land that can hold millions of people and says, to you and your children, I will give this land. How many? I, I don't know, man. Maybe do the math, okay? Maybe do, do the math. 300 people at best need maybe one kilometer of land. At best may need 100 acres of land, maybe 500 acres of land. I don't know, you know. They don't need much. But God looks at Abraham, the man, who's probably got two to 300 people that are with him and says, I will give you a nation. This land that you see will be yours and your seeds, your children's. A whole nation for one couple. Imagine if somebody walked up to you today and said, God is about to get ready to give you an entire nation. Why do we need a nation? <laughs> We're just two people. We're just two people. Right? That's what God did. God went to Abraham and said, I'm giving you a whole nation. I'm giving to you and your children a whole country. This God. Ah. Would you have ever prayed for an entire nation? I'm sure Abraham didn't pray for a nation. He just wanted one kid. He just wanted a one boy, one girl. He would have been happy. God says, no, I'm going to give you this land, this whole nation. That, because this God is a God of impossibilities, because this God it's a God of too much. Yeah, I, I like that. The God of too much. We, sh we should use that for Jesus. The God of too much. Everything is too much. The God of too much. Because this God is a God of impossibilities and great things. Because he brings to you what seems to be in your natural impossible for you to handle, to possess. It presents a different kind of a problem. In your current state, in your current state, in your current state, when the promise comes, when you hear the word, when you hear the promise, when the Lord speaks to you for the first time concerning your promise, that promise is too big. The promise is too large. The promise is too heavy. The promise is too massive. So in your current state, you cannot fulfill it. You cannot fulfill it. You can't, you can't fulfill it. You can't fulfill it. Right? You can't. You can't. You can't. It's too heavy. So the promise. Now I want you to pay attention to me. I want you to give me you're 100% because I'm teaching you something. Every promise of God comes with a process. Every promise of God comes attached with a process. That process is designed by God to get you ready to occupy and fulfill your promise. The process comes to you to take you from Hearing the promise 
to receiving the promise. The process of God comes to help you, qualify you, grow, nurture, mature you, to strengthen you. So when the promise comes, it will not crush you. It will not break you. It will not destroy you. But you have strength in your shoulders. You have strength in your character. You have strength in the grace of God to sustain what he has given to you. So every promise comes with a process. My God. Are you ready for me? Are you ready for what I'm about to share with you? Come on, somebody shout. Somebody say you are with me. I want to know you are with me. Process. You cannot receive a promise without a process. It is impossible. Impossible. You cannot receive the promise without a process. So a promise comes attached with a process. Mm. Okay. Okay. See, let's say, after hearing after hearing the promise, Abraham decided, that's it guys, we have been given this land, let's, let's go and mark our territories, let's go and develop a border and I'm going to, out of the 300 people, I'm going to send out the 300 of you to guard the borders. The 300 people were not enough to guard even 20% of the borders. <laughs> they they were not large enough. Oh my God. They were not large enough. They were not big enough to guard such a massive piece of land. If they had declared to become a nation right away and set out a border and set out a, a national guard, if they had, and, and, and the other neighboring tribes and neighboring nations would have attacked Abraham and squashed him and probably killed him. There's a possibility of that. In fact, when Jacob, when Jacob, listen to me carefully now, I'm, I'm taking you somewhere. When Jacob goes to Egypt, there were a grand total of 70 people. Ah. So from 300, they've become 70 now. From 300, they've become 70. But the promise of the land is still there. The promise of Israel becoming their nation is still there. The promise of the geographical land that belongs to them by promise is still alive. But they were so small. Imagine Jacob with 70 people said, that's it guys, the time has come for us to become a nation. Go, let's mark the borders and set out uh, to occupy. Ah, they would have been killed. So what am I trying to tell you? When you hear the promise, right after you receive the promise, there is a process. The process is what will help you receive the promise of God. I think now everybody's very quiet because you don't like this. You like, you like breakthrough. You like promise. You like God of too much. But when I said process, you're like, ah, I don't like this. I don't, I don't know. I don't like this. I don't like this. Uh, I you keep talking about the promise, Pastor. Keep talking about the victory. Keep talking about the breakthrough. Why about this? Because process is what will make sure 
that your promise doesn't crush you. And I have noticed this about God. God will tell you about the promise, but he will never tell you about the process. Can I say that to you one more time? God will tell you about the promise, but he will never tell you about the process. Process is the secret ingredient. Promise is loud. Promise is made so you will know, you can dance, you can shout, but process is hidden. Process is secret. God told Joseph, one day your dad and mom and your brothers will come bow down to you. God told uh, Joseph that you're going to become the greatest man on this planet. God told you, you are marked for greatness. And Joseph opened his mouth and began to talk and say, hey, all of you fellows are, uh, are going to bow down to me. But God didn't tell him for the next 13 to 17 years, he is going to be persecuted, chased out of his own house. Probably uh, his own brothers are going to kill him, thrown in a pit, then thrown into a prison, falsely accused. Process, my people, process, 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 process. God told him the promise and never told him about the process. Because if God showed you the process, you'll run away. <laughs> Can I say that to you one more time? If God showed you the process, you will run away because nobody likes the process. Nobody likes the process. Nobody likes it. No. Ask Joseph if he liked going to the prison. Ask Joseph if he enjoyed being in a dirty pit surrounded by worms and snakes and God knows what else. Alone in a pit. Ask Joseph if he enjoyed being betrayed by his own brother's process. Ah. Process. Process, process. God told David, you are chosen by the Lord. You shall be king over my people. You are king. You are king. You are a man after my own heart. You are king. You are my king. You shall be a ruler. You will in fact be the greatest earthly king of the kingdom of Israel. 17 years of age. Man, David was so pumped up, so excited, <laughs> so motivated. But God never told him that for the next 12 to 13 years, there will be a madman by the name of Saul who will try to kill him. That David would have to run away from his own house, run away from his own family, hide in different places, hide in caves, hide in bushes, hide in forests, keep winning victories, but keep getting persecuted for winning those victories. Kill Goliath, but nobody is going to celebrate you for killing Goliath. Killing Goliath means you're going to be, there's going to be more attacks. Oh, Everybody likes the throne. Everybody likes the king. Everybody wants, but nobody wants the process. Nobody likes the process. But every promise comes with a process. A journey between hearing the promise and receiving the promise. There's a difference between hearing a word from the Lord and manifesting the word of the Lord. There is a difference between 
hearing a promise of God and fulfilling the promise of God. There's a difference between hearing a prophecy and fulfilling and living in that prophecy. And the journey between this point A and point B is called the process. So back to Abraham. Back to Abraham. So now three generations have gone by. Abraham had Isaac. Isaac had Jacob. Jacob had 12 sons. But they are still wandering. They are saying going around pitching tents uh, and then going to another place and pitching tents. Again, they are moving. Every once in a while they'll go down to Egypt. They have not inherited three almost 300 years. They have not seen the fulfillment of the promise God made Abraham. In fact, there's still only 70 people. After three generations, they are only 70 people. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine? So God does something powerful. So he takes Jacob. He takes Jacob and his children into Egypt, which was already the greatest nation on the planet. They had armies, they had navy, they had everything. They had scientists, they had everything. They had magicians, they had cities, they had horses. Man, Egypt was already a mighty nation. So God takes Jacob into Egypt. He takes the 70 people and through Joseph hides them in Egypt. Hides them in Egypt. And now watch this. Watch this. They went in as 70 people. But by the time the Lord is about to visit them in Exodus chapter 2, by the time the Lord was getting ready to send Moses back into Egypt, the 70 people have become a million. The 70 people have become a million. Only God knows how to birth a nation within a nation. Only God knows how to produce a nation within a nation. So God took 70 people into the womb of Egypt and made the 70 into a million people. And God now looks and says, Ah, I know they are in slavery. I know they are in pain and I know that they are in trouble and I know they have hard labor. I know they have been crying for deliverance. I know a lot of the things that are wrong. I see their trouble. I see their pain. I see their hard labor. But one thing, one thing, one thing has happened. They are finally large enough to become the country and the nation that God had told Abraham, oh, yes, yes, yes. They, in slavery, they grew. In obscurity, they grew. In under harsh circumstances, they grew. And they grew so much. The 70 people are now a million people strong. And now God visits Moses and says, I'm ready. This is what the Lord means. This is what the Lord means. When he says, 
I remember, oh dear God, when he says, I remember my people, when he says, I remember the promise, when he says, I remember my covenant, what he's basically saying is, I'm looking down at my people and I see that they have gone through a process. They have matured through the journey. They have come and grown to a capacity that now I can fulfill my word. Oh, when the Lord says, I remember my covenant, he is looking down at you and he says, I'm ready to fulfill my promises. I'm ready to take you into the prophecy. I'm ready to fulfill what God has given to you because I see you have grown in the process. You have successfully transitioned from the process. You have successfully completed the course. Now, my child, you are ready. Now I can put the weight of a nation on you. Now I can put the weight of the glory upon your life. Now I can rest the promise on you. My God, my God, my God. The process was designed to help you. Ah, Some people don't like what I'm sharing because we, we want to go from promise to fulfillment overnight. We want to, we want to go from promise to fulfillment. We want to go from hearing to receiving overnight. If you receive overnight, it will kill you. It will destroy you. My God, my God, my God, my God. Imagine, imagine, imagine taking your newborn child and giving him a car. Imagine taking your newborn child and giving him a heavy laptop. Or imagine taking your newborn child and uh, feeding him uh, raw me uh, meat that he's not supposed to have. Uh, is the meat good? Yes. Is the car good? Yes. Is the laptop good? Yes. But he is not ready. Is it his? Yes. But he is not ready. So we allow him to grow. We allow him to get strong. We allow the child to mature. We allow the kid to grow. So when we feed it meat, when we give it the car, when we give it the laptop, they are bigger, ready to handle it. Mm. Ah. I hope I'm helping somebody today. I hope somebody is hearing the word of the Lord tonight. The Lord remembers you. When God told me, the Lord, tell my people, I have remembered them. I didn't understand it, but now I see it. I see it now. I see it. I see it. I see it. Some of you have cried bitter tears. Some of you have gone through the valley of death. Some of you have seen loss and grief and then you have stood. You have come to a place where you have withstood the process. You have outgrown the process. You have been tested and you have stood the test. And I have been sent by God to tell you, he has remembered you. He has remembered you. He has remembered the promises of God. So you get ready. 
to walk out of this season and walk into the next season. You get ready to walk out of this pain, walk out of this slavery, walk out of this destruction and into a new chapter, into a new season, into a new glory, into a new power. For the God that spoke to you 10 years ago has remembered what he spoke to you. The God that made a promise to you has remembered the promises he made for you. The God who spoke has remembered what he spoke and get ready. Get ready, get ready. Somebody shout, Lord Jesus, thank you for remembering me. Somebody shout, say, God, thank you for remembering me. Thank you for remembering your word. Thank you for remembering what you have given to me. My God, I can't believe it's already so much of time. So much of time has passed. So much of time has passed. Thank you for remembering me. Thank you for remembering me. Thank you for remembering me. Thank you. Thank you. Mm. We give glory to the Lord. Thank you. Some of you are wondering, Lord, I have been faithful in my tithes. I have been faithful in my giving. I have been faithful in serving the Lord. I have been faithful in doing what you have taught us. I have been doing everything, God, what the prophet has taught us. I have been doing everything what this man of God is saying. And I don't see results. I don't see financial breakthroughs. I don't see the miracles. I see everybody else is being blessed. I see everybody's walking into a breakthrough. I see testimonies. I see this. I see God. But I have also done these things. I, child of God, hear me. I have been sent by the Lord to tell you. He remembers you. He remembers you. He remembers your tithes. He remembers your seeds. He remembers you sowing sacrificially. He remembers your tears. He remembers your prayers. Get ready for the Lord to visit you. God has remembered you. God has remembered your name. I want you guys to lift your hands wherever you are. Lift your hands to the Lord wherever you are. Lord Jesus, my Father, visit your people. Visit your people. Visit your people. Remember them, Lord. Remember them. Remember their faithfulness. Remember their seeds. Remember their sacrifice. The Lord remembers you. The Lord remembers you. We give glory to the Lord Jesus. I see so many of the sons and daughters of our ministry. People who have been faithful. I, I see so many of our sons and daughters who have been faithfully giving to our ministry. We don't ask you. We don't tell you to give. But you have been faithfully giving. I want to 
declare to you, the Lord remembers you. Every seed you have sent to me, every seed you have sent to this ministry, the Lord remembers your offerings. The Lord remembers what you have sown. God is about to bless you this year. 2021, you will not leave this year without getting a blessing from the Lord. God is going to bless you. My goodness, it's coming together. Press down. The Lord is about to bless you guys. I want to, this is especially for those who have sowed into our ministry. So many of you sow every month. And we don't even ask you guys. We don't talk about you. We don't send thank you emails. But you still keep sending your offerings. The Lord specially remembers you and is going to bless you. Ah. Father, we give you glory. Children, children, I, I, hear, I hear the sound of newborn children. I hear the sound of newborn children. I hear the sound of newborn children. Ah, thank you, God. Father, we give you glory. Let your people, let your God-fearing children conceive this month. Let them conceive in September. Let them conceive in October. This season, let there be miracle babies. I declare Miracle babies in your family. God, let all oh, the sound of children, the sound of children, <laughs> the sound of children playing. I can hear it, the sound of children playing. God, we thank you. We thank you. Father, I bless your people. I bless your people. As the extension of the Heavenly Father, as an extension of our Lord Jesus Christ, I declare to you, the Lord has remembered you. It is well. It is well. May the peace of our God, may the peace of our God, may the peace of our God, may the peace of our God rule in your hearts. It is well. Let every serpent, let every demonic spirit let every powers of darkness that has come against you, let every weapon that is fashioned against you, let it be brought to nothing. Let it be disabled and made powerless. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I disable every attack over your life. To those who are connected to me, to those who are sons and daughters of this ministry, I disable every attack of the enemy, every attack of the enemy. Thank you. And special grace for marriages. Those of you who are having issues in your marriage, may the Lord visit you. Let there be peace and joy between you and your husband, between you and your wife. Lord, thank you. Thank you. Father, we give you all glory, all honor, all praise, all thanks, God. I thank you for blessing your people. Thank you for blessing us. Thank you, God, that you have remembered us. I bless your children. I give all glory, all honor, all power, all praise, all thanks to you, God. Jesus, in your name we have prayed. Amen. 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 Amen.
Thank you for tuning in to this episode. Please consider sharing it. And for more information, log on to harirao.com.